Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name's Jake, with me are them couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex. Also our producer, Terry. We're here this week to talk about Orphan 55, written by Ed Heim, directed by Lee Haven Jones, aired January 12th, 2020. Jill. Yes. What'd you think of this one? Uh, I don't know. Was sort of kind of a letdown after the last two parter, but there were good parts to it. Sam, same question. Same answer. I <laughs> wanted to love it, didn't really love it. There were good parts and there were bad parts. It was meh. Terry. Yes, Jake. Uh, how's it going? Good. It's going great. <laughs> um, what did you think of the episode? I, on first watch, I really enjoyed it. And on the second watch, I found a lot of things that annoyed the fuck out of me. <laughs> Is that because you watched it twice in one day? I wouldn't recommend doing that. Maybe, but I was really starting to pick it apart on the second watch. And yeah, I just started hating certain characters and aspects of it. I think that's going to happen if you watch any episode twice in one day. I was sitting in the same room as Terry when he finished watching it for the first time, and he turned it off and said, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Terry, no. Cody, what'd you think of this one? Uh, this episode was just, uh, it was like, meh. Meh really kind of sums it up. It was really meh. There's a lot of things I don't like about it, but there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of good about it. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to say it's absolute shit. But I want to say it's absolute shit because the things that were absolute shit were, like, just shit. But there was good stuff, you know. I'm still looking for it, but I'm sure it's in there. Okay, next person. Hey, Jake. Yeah. This episode was just kind of really meh. <laughs> also, what do you think about it? Uh, this episode sucks. Hey, okay, there we go. At least you have the brevity to say it. I, I actually, you know what? No, no, I don't. I don't think it was god awful. I made there's it two, seven. Sorry. I mean, we'll get into it, but there's three mediocre ideas all done mediocrely, if that's a word. And uh, the first fifteen minutes are fun. There's some funny jokes, but then when the adventure kicks off, it's pretty shit. The, I think the best part was Graham's joke right in the beginning. That was just a literal slapper. Just fantastic joke. Killed it. The Speedo joke? Hell yeah, man. That was terrible. <laughs> just kidding. I only have one pair. That was terrible. You're terrible. That joke was hilarious. Both things can be true. <laughs> Stuff go. Uh, the monster was just lame. Sorry. 
What? Monsters. I think lame. the design's nice and it looks good. I thought the monster was one of the best part of the episode. Yeah. I I hate it. I hate the way they shot the monster. And maybe the just at its core, like the idea of the monster, is good. But the only thing that we saw the monster was just like super close-ups of its face. I th- I think the reasoning for that is because the suit for it is so like blocky and hard to move that they couldn't just wide angle show a person moving in it like it would just look terrible so they smashed it up to like i don't think that's the reason because they do show them and it's i think the reason is that at the end of the day it's a man in a suit and a man in a suit is boring but that's what you got and so you shoot from the neck up and you can't see that i mean it's the same as alien you and i and terry watched it on halloween for 99% of that movie, they just show the head and sometimes like a hand. Yeah. But then there is a shot near the end of the movie where you see the whole thing and it's a man in a suit and it looks really fucking stupid. But it's like an iconic creature design that still exists. And as it goes on, they get away from that man in a suit look once like CGI and stuff comes around. Uh. But in this, when they when they're like outside of the hotel bubble and they do kind of CGI one of the dregs, it's awful. Yeah. I wondered about that. Like there was just one spot where it was CGI and it was like, well, that's freaking stupid. Like <laughs> just put the right? actor there. Like it was fine with the actor. It, it was seemed weird, but there were two shots of the dreg that I loved a lot. And they're the first one, when you see the full body, of when it comes in from the steam in the steam room, like when you first see it approaching uh, Bella and Ryan, like that sent chills. It was such a good shot. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the horror that they were able to kind of gather with these shots like that. It was great. And then the other one was, um, I forget where it was. I think they were in the tunnels or something like that, but the, the drag was up on a pane of glass and they hit it just right that the glass shattered and you just saw the outline of the creature behind it. Like that shot too was just beautiful. And it was so good. So good. So good. good. (laughs) Can I just say I love the idea of like holograph vacations? Yeah. I'm just a biodome vacation. That's a hologram. I want to go there. I've been making it cheap and all-inclusive i'm it what i know did they call it it was like fake-cation that is the best idea i've been reading this audiobook series forever i guess listening reading or listening we've had this discussion before <laughs> Both. well sam says you're not reading but she's cruel <laughs> okay well i mean it uses the same parts of your brain so both um anyway been doing this series forever and it's futuristic and they have hologram everything and it sounds amazing and this was totally that i'm like yeah i don't see the problem why is everyone mad (laughs) it would be the best i think in this instance they were mad because it was an it was like a biohazard nuke like planet that's not habitable yeah, we basically live in a place like that. Maybe we should make a hospitality dome where we can charge people to come vacation. <laughs> Ooh. The dome was one of my favorite parts of this story. 
I loved all of the warnings. Yeah. Like they cracked me up every single time. Right. Like the welcome to I don't remember what the room was at this. Oh, the sauna. The welcome sauna. to the blah 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 sauna. Please leave. Like yeah. all of they those call, yeah, they killed call it the me. Steam room. Yeah, I I clocked that too today. I really like that too. Yeah, and Jill then, Jill was dying with all of the announcements. She's oh, like, oh, that cool. announcement's hilarious. And then the security <laughs> people that don't know how to do security, that killed me too in a good and bad way. My question is, if they can make a dome with Tranquility Spa in it, why couldn't they make two or five or a hundred on the same planet? Because they're poor. The reason they built it here is because it's cheap. And so... Um, Kane, who I guess she says she's leaving, she's doing this for her daughter, like leaving it to her. So I'm guessing she's financed it. She isn't rich, so she can't do it more than once. But how long have they been in business? They've had to have been in business for longer than what we've seen on screen for Graham to get a free trip with like vouchers and shit. <laughs> But also, if they're giving away free chi- trips, maybe they're not doing so hot. Maybe they're just trying to get the word out there. They're just starting. Yeah, that's well, maybe. True. That makes me sad. She's just trying to do this thing for the daughter that she abandoned, you know? <laughs> trying to do one last good thing before she dies? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then speaking of the daughter she abandoned, Bella just decides to come up find her mom, and then blow up her place of business because she hasn't paid attention to her. Like, that's such a tantrum. She like, didn't what the not hell? pay attention to her. She completely threw her away. Like, so there's then a she decides to kill everyone in the building? No, well, she didn't mean to kill anyone. Just burn down her business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, a, in a place that's completely inhospitable to humans. Well, she didn't know. I mean, how is she supposed to know where this place is? Hey, that's a valid point. Well, no. I mean, it's called Orphan 55. It's an orphan planet. People of this time know what that means. Yeah. But I think the point was you didn't know you were going to an orphan planet because you could only get there through... Teleport. Uh, Teleport, yeah. But it, gotcha. also, orphan, an orphan planet is supposed to be dead. Like, there's not supposed to be dregs or, like... Or vegetation. Uh, there's yeah. trees out there. It's still, like, not livable. So if you burn the right. place down, then people are just exposed. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose that. But she did, in fact, kill a lot of people in... Because uh, I, I was trying to think of this. Like, the doctor said... Pull the truck around. I'll get everyone in the bar. And then later, when there was a an explosion, she said, oh, that was a smaller explosion in the bar. I didn't mean to, for that to go off when everyone was there. So did she actually, like, just explode a bunch of people in the bar? No. Okay. Uh, uh, but she did. I mean, she's the one who planted the virus, right? Yes. So she did get all those people killed by allowing the dregs in. But she didn't know the dregs would be there. Like, she she couldn't have hey, planned on that. Just because she doesn't know doesn't mean she's going to jail True. for any left time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Their relationship really did make no sense at all. No, and it yeah. just also happened incredibly fucking fast. Like, it was they, just like... They could have just completely left out that relationship part and it would have been a better episode. They could have left out that character. They... They needed a reason for there to be a bomb they could use at the end, which 
you could come up with anything like, oh, this place is powered by this kind of power source. I could turn it into a bomb because I have a sonic screwdriver and that's what my wand does. Or, or they also needed her because for some reason I don't understand, they took all of our four main characters and split all of them off with a different group of people in a 50 minute story that could have been cool if you focus more on like, so bringing it back to Alien, the first 15 minutes when the dregs are like infiltrating the hotel and like picking off people one by one and they're like, oh, there's 21 uh, customers here. Oh, there's 19 customers here. Like that part was cool and that could have been the whole story. But instead it just gets like overly ambitious and ridiculous. True. Yeah. Yep. Exactly that. Agreed. Plus, However, can we talk about how Yaz did something this story? Did she? She <laughs> what? got the oxygen. She had her own idea to take the oxygen hose and blast it at the monster, and that was my favorite part. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she, she often does something like that. But <laughs> I wrote in my notes, uh, bringing up for my notes about Bella... That Bella is pointless, but at least it gives Ryan someone to run around with so we can continue to exclude Yaz from the story. <laughs> I, during when Yaz picked up the hose, I was like, look, she does stuff. And yeah. Alex just laughed. She, and then yeah. probably told me to watch the episode. But I, but I, Why couldn't it just be Ryan and Yaz running around? Why do we have to introduce a new person? I thought Bella and Ryan were cute. Because you had to have the joke where Bella and Ryan were starting to click, and then Yaz is like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> what are parents. you talking about, Ryan? I am starting to get <laughs> suspicious, though, with this big of a Team TARDIS. Is it because they need to shoot at different times? Because they really don't do anything together. No, it's because Chris Chibnall grew up. When when he started watching Doctor Who, He was it was the Fifth Doctor's era. So he's a Fifth Doctor fan. And Fifth Doctor had big TARDIS teams. And those those people didn't do shit either because it's really hard, even though they got four 25-minute episodes. Hmm. And it can be done right, like we saw it in Spyfall. And yeah, that was a two-parter, but even in just Spyfall Part 1, like you had the Doctor and Graham go to Australia, Ryan and Yaz go to San Francisco, and the story flowed perfectly. And then in Part 2... For no reason, they sideline all the companions and bring two new companions into the show just so we could be like, oh, these two women of history that are really important, wouldn't it be fun if they tagged along and did nothing? Yes. Yeah. So if we're finished up with that, I have a thing that I've been stewing on for a while. And did it, it hurt? It's, it, yeah, man, it's stew. So... The was his name Benny, the old Benny. guy. Alex, do your joke. Benny, <laughs> Benny, ben, Benny. She was trash, by the way. I feel bad, but I did not like her character at all. I don't understand the writing behind what fucking happened to Betty. Like I was completely on board that Betty was just slow and died. But then when he was moving at 32 clicks and talked to them through the ship, I was like, okay. The dregs the... are messing with them. So in in my head headcanon, because uh, Kane said she saw him, she killed him, 
and they were like messing with them or because they were having fun or whatever. I was imagining they had like their claws in his back and was like puppeting him, <laughs> puppeting him around <laughs> like super horrific like, but I don't know. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why they don't show it and leave it up to your imagination. Yeah. See, the yeah, imagination is the, crazy. The reason for it is you need to have, or someone came up with that line, whether it's Ed Heim or Chris Chibnall. You mean saying Benny 20 times in a row? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, uh, of, I have two questions. Will you marry me? And could you shoot me? And so someone fell in love with that idea of someone proposing while begging to be killed. So then you need a reason to get Benny or to get Benny and the old woman there. And so you have this dumb like kidnap where they kill everyone in the hotel, but for some reason take Benny, who has no value at all. Confirmed. I don't know. Someone. I mean, it's uh, I don't, nothing in the stories. I, what, what, what are you trying to get at here, Jake? Like, we all know it was shit. That's why I'm trying to say it was shit. Yeah, but I'm. we're also doing a podcast for an hour, so I, when you say something shit, I'm going to then say why. Oh, <laughs> Instead okay. of just saying, well, that was shit. Well, done here. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> that's up, For some people, that's all they need to hear, man. You would think maybe, like, with his oxygen tank, maybe they didn't, like, the dregs didn't want to get super close to them or something because they hate oxygen, but that's a stretch. Yeah, that'd have been cool to say. Like, it would have been plausible, but also, like, why would they take him? Right. Yeah. Like, we're scared of this guy. We better take him and <laughs> puppet him around for no I think no they were trying reason. to lean more into the horror, but at that point, it had already passed. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows what they were trying to lean into? But by doing that, then you also get to have um, Benny's partner, um, you know, throwing the gold necklace down and say, that's worth a lot of money. Let's go. And forcing Kane to go to try rescue him just to make Kane like super evil for virtually no reason. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of a shithole. Because like all that first 15 minutes when she's arguing with the doctor could the lines could have been exactly the same and her just being a person who like doesn't get it she doesn't have to be the worst person <laughs> well yeah maybe they were trying to really solidify her as just a pile of garbage for this whole mother-daughter arc the arc that yeah. didn't have to happen it wasn't really <laughs> yep. an arc it was kind of just like a triangle <laughs> Try, trying to get on to some of the good stuff um, I think we've all kind of been dancing around that like the first 15 minutes and the actual like hanging out at the hotel was super fun yeah and there's some good jokes and like the Ryan getting that virus and hallucinating was hilarious <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think after the, I think after the first season they realize um, how funny uh I'm blanking on his name, the actor's Tos name. Tosin Cole? Tosin. Yeah, how funny Tosin Cole can be. And so they're, like, purposely writing in some fun stuff for him to do, like, physical humor. And then uh, I, I even like the the dad and the kid. Like, that, you know, it's just a fun little dumb thing. But then when 
the story takes off and starts getting like dangerous and scary, they're just they disappear. Eh, I was not a fan of them either. I personally did not like those two. I it, they were just kind of awkward. I, f- I felt like they were trying to get to something and I was on board until we got to the end where the dad's like, yeah, I'm trash. Where's my boy? Yeah. And the boy shows up yeah, and is like, I love you, dad. I don't know. Right. Like he probably his kid. And for he, the whole like, episode, the dad was like, no, you're just a kid. You don't know anything. No, you're wrong. And then at the end, he's like, I don't know anything. Kids save the world. It just made no sense <laughs> that that was kind of perturbing but that scene where ryan got the bug and the doctor has like now i can practice my what the hell is that thing called like a blitzworm or something a hopper hopper I can, yeah i can practice my hopper virus medical procedure or something and what you have to do is just funny for people with a mentality under the age of 18 that's me. I liked it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, apparently also Jake. I enjoyed the kid and the dad, but I feel like they could have written in a thing where the doctor or even just Graham or someone stands up for the kid and be like, hey, you need to listen to this guy. He's real smart because Graham was like getting onto it. But like, oh, the dad's trash. The kid knows what he's talking about. And they they should have done that, like especially as they like a kid show, because then it'd be like, kids can be smart too like it's like they were kind of enforcing like oh kids are dumb i'm smart like it was annoying i don't know i don't think it works as well emotionally i mean i don't think it works like super emotionally anyway but i don't think it works as well as it could if if the dad has to be egged on by somebody else like the dad has to come to the conclusion himself and just prove that he's just kind of been lying to himself because he's not just realize or admitting i think he knows all all along he's not just admitting that the kid's great he also is admitting that he sucks yeah like that's a part of it and that's why he's fighting it Hmm. and then you've got the weird scenes where the kid just like runs away yeah he's fed up with that dad's shit yeah um i really loved uh when the doctor and bella are like we gotta go search for him and so they enter the room and they're like all right we gotta find him somewhere he's somewhere in here camera pans out he's in frame now there he is <laughs> it's not like a cartoon kid show terry didn't like it i kept calling that kid billy eilish when we were watching <laughs> yeah. oh shit <laughs> Green hair. that's funny <laughs> that is yes that's great that that's a solid joke i'm not your friend <laughs> <laughs> go on <laughs> anything damn <laughs> 100% worth it this is now a, a Billie Eilish impersonation pod <laughs> it's Get getting pretty that. close to becoming a paranormal podcast can we just switch to that maybe people will listen then. I mean, we're, we're, we're reaching the end here that's the next step right I've been listening to a lot and I just want to tell you guys scary stories <laughs> oh no I, I'm out I'm out I don't do scary uh, big same. Yeah, not a scary fan. Let me tell you about the black-eyed children. Please. <laughs> no. Do they grow up to become peas? Oh, no. <laughs> That's where my brain went. 
I'm so sorry for all boo. of you. Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Boo, everybody. Yeah. Everybody boo. Boo. <laughs> boo. Welcome to the final episode. <laughs> well, we have like a million tweets and they're all really long. Should we start with one of those? Yes. Yeah, yeah. probably. I'm gonna... That's an early tweet. Jill, you haven't talked at all. You want to say something? Not really. <laughs> okay. I'm going to concur. She was very meh about the whole, the whole episode. Yep, still am. I thought maybe you guys would talking would spark something, but it didn't. Just like the whole episode. Well, that's why we ask for tweets. Chris at This Emo Trash says, When it was aired, I really enjoyed it. I remember thinking, if this is what the rest of Series 12 is going to be like, then it'll be amazing. I was so surprised to see the online reaction was overwhelmingly negative. Like, yeah, it's not the best, but it's in no way a bad one. Obviously, there's some plot points that don't make sense, but it's Doctor Who we're dealing with. Uh, My biggest criticism is that I don't think the planet should have been Earth. Yes, it drives home the whole environmental message, but personally, I think it should have been Gallifrey. We just saw Gallifrey destroyed in the previous story. Show us the consequences and have this be the far future where Gallifrey isn't just forgotten, but the whole planet is now just an object to be bought and sold. Um, I did think when they were panning like to show the area that it was in, like the real area before we knew it was Earth, I thought for sure it was going to be Gallifrey. Like That would have been a perfect tie-in. And I'm pretty sure Alex That's even, never crossed my mind. even was like, do you know where that is? And I don't remember what point it was. And I was like, no. But that would have been perfect. And that's really what I thought was coming. I think the Crazy. idea of Gallifrey is actually amazing. That it would be a huge impact on the doctor. as So it's like something that stays inside canon. I hate when Doctor Who does this like in touch with current time worldly issues i want doctor issues not but is it in touch with current time worldly issues like environmentalism is not new well i don't know when these episodes came out but environmentalism has like (laughs) its peaks we said something similar in a previous podcast about some issue being current but it's not like so many of these issues have been going on for a hundred years. It's you could grab a newspaper from nineteen fifty eight and it'll look exactly like a newspaper from today. Well, okay. So what you're telling me is that it's still it's even more stale than my explanation. It's just Well, specifically with Doctor Who, I mean they've been doing environmental stories since the early seventies. And you could say it's some episodes of the sixties too. Um and it's one thing that Doctor Who has kind of clung to pretty consistently. Is environmentalism? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, I don't I don't really have the right to say it, but I'm going to say it and it it makes that show feel like it's up its own as that. It's own ass. I think it works for the episode. I think the way that the last speech for the doctor felt more like a lecture again to the audience yeah, of that's like that's the shitty part. That's what made it feel weird of like you got to be good or you'll turn into a drug. <laughs> yeah, just looking down the lens and be like, "Hey, in case you didn't get it, like fucking recycle uh that's yeah that's the jamming it down your throat part that people complain about how do we know that an event is a fixed point is there like is somebody the stomp doctor on the ground says it that's <laughs> well, when the writer writes down this is a fixed point <laughs> yeah if the doctor doesn't know about it it's it's not a fixed time oh okay yeah if you go somewhere because of a situation or when you're there you want to do something because you already know that it happened then it's fixed it's like when you're in pompeii you're like oh shit we gotta get these people out here that volcano's gonna explode 
like you came in with foreknowledge or if like I'm going back in time because I'm going to kill Hitler, then that's fixed or it's a paradox because if Hitler didn't exist, I wouldn't have gone back in time to kill Hitler. But then the Avengers fix that by just saying changing stuff in the past doesn't change your present. So you do whatever you want. Yeah, right? You're just creating a new time stream and life goes on. Uh, Passion Fruit sent a jar candle at bird underscore B underscore moth. Might have gotten those in the wrong order. The dregs are really cool, but that doesn't stop this episode from being my least favorite of the season. Benny! <laughs> Benny! <laughs> I'm glad somebody else has their thumb on the pulse of that lady. And I'm glad... Which is dim. They said it's their least favorite because that means it's only better. That means better. we're going up? Yeah. Mrs. J, uh, her favorite joke of Alex's from our previous podcast was when um, I asked, what's that dude's name or what's that lady's name? And he goes, I don't know. I It wasn't being yelled every three minutes. <laughs> Still funny. Still funny. Um, speaking of Mrs. J, Alex, give me that Mrs. J theme song. Mrs. J McCrimmon. You'll be hitting that subscribe button. Mrs. J. McCrimmon. <laughs> yeah. Damn. It's been a while. All right. So first she sent a couple gifts of like just parts that she likes and said, look at this brilliance, how blessed we are to be given this. And she says, okay, maybe it's not a masterpiece, but it was a bloody fun ride. Language, Mrs. J. Come on. <laughs> um, the biggest problem I have is the end scene, which I'm sure was added by Chibnall, Be the Best of Humanity, was used by him in Cold Blood also. Uh, that end felt too much. Without that, the message would still be there. I agree. I think we just said something similar. Nice. We're on the same page as Mrs. J. Like, welcome we, back, we should Mrs. J. Be so lucky. Yeah, welcome back, Mrs. J. Hope More everything's like Mrs. going all right. Hey. Hey. No, wait. No. Boo. Boo. Her name on Twitter right now, though, isn't even Mrs. J. Uh-oh. No, she it's changes Mrs. McCrimmon is not canon. Yeah. Yes. At Mrs. J. McCrimmon. Nick of Forest Focus at Jury of Underscore One says, I really enjoy this one. I know for a lot of people it's an ironic enjoyment, and I get that. But I think there's much more good in this app than it tends to get credit for. The design for the dregs is really good, and the sewer chase scene was very intense. The banter between the fam is entertaining, and even if it ended in the most awkward death in recent Doctor Who memory, Ryan's little romance created some nice character moments. And Graham was on fine form throughout. Because this episode is a mess, <laughs> I feel more able to overlook the plot, which, which is actually nonsense. But entertainingly so. Why did everyone on the planet go on the rescue mission? Why was there a secret daughter subplot? Why does Jody Whittaker pronounce Novosibirsk that way? Don't know. Uh, the more I think about these questions, the less I feel like I need an answer. Lots of fun. That's a good point with the subway chase scene and the oxygen. We've seen the doctor like bypass their... Uh, respiratory system before so why is it all of a sudden a problem now that, okay, I, I was asked, thinking that i asked alex that while we were watching too and i'm like doesn't her two hearts thing make her not like 
that would produce twice the amount of oxygen, right? So she doesn't really need to worry about it. Well, people don't produce Good memory, oxygen. Jill. No, I mean, not produce, but filter. The doctors multiple times, once in Classic Who, once in Kern Who, said that they have a a respiratory bypass system, which the doctor said, I think, in um, 42? Yeah, so... I don't know. I feel like hers shouldn't have run out at the same time as everybody else's, right? Well, it's because she was talking more. It would have been a really cool opportunity for one of the companions to go face-to-face with the monster and have their oxygen reloaded instead of hers. Yeah. It was pretty much all for just a joke of, you talk too much, that's why you're running out of oxygen faster than everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good joke. That's a fantastic joke. Yeah. Okay. Ode underscore Ollie at Ode underscore Ollie. You can tell this episode isn't like super good because we have single digit tweets from Ode Ollie. Oh, wow. Oh, no. I think it's nine, but still single digits. <laughs> okay. So this is the one bad episode I mentioned last week and definitely one people didn't like on first viewing, especially after Spyfall, but there's still some positives. Having Spyfall's events affect the Doctor and Team Tardis is such a good move. Oh, I meant to talk about that. We'll get to that later. Letting us see some doubt and confusion in their minds and showing the Doctor actually struggling with the weight of what happened shows so much depth in Jody's part. Dropping the happiness and understanding that 13 had for most of Series 11 and showing that showing what's under the surface. The environmental message is important and who always has something relevant to say about the respective time period. And this is no different, though the way they gave that message really... Uh, of the story? Reminiscent of the story. (laughs) (laughs) It's though the way they gave that message really of the story, which is entirely subjective whether that's a good thing or not. Sorry, Ali, I can't come up with it on that one. Especially the Benny scenes and the reference to the second Doctor in 13s when I say run, run. Benny! The parody theme of the story seems like a good idea, but in practice it falls a bit flat. Again, my favorite part. Not only have we already had a similar theme last series, but the resolution for both Kane and Bella and Nevi and Silas seem quite weak, especially the former, given that they get such a bleak and uncertain ending. Nevi and Silas get a slightly better ending, but even so, main characters and the focus is too divided between them all. There's 12 characters, most of whom we are supposed to care about, and that's too many. They tend to drown each other out. And yet again, Yaz gets very little to do. But she grabbed a hose, right, Jill? <laughs> yes. She did. Jill's not listening. <laughs> no, I am. It was great. It was the best part of the story. Um, the twist is good, but it's not original. Even for who? The reveal in Trial was so similar. Spoilers, dude. I'm only halfway through. That this can't help but be reminiscent, but at least it's a different take on the reasons for the reveal. Having an environmental message was important, but it also seems to fall a bit flat. A lot more of the story could have been shown, or a lot a lot more of the story could have shown the environmental message instead of leaving it until quite late in the story to hint at. Um, the message and the reveal seemed quite rushed because of that, especially the speech at the end. The point of the story is important, but the way it's portrayed doesn't work particularly well. I think the final scene goes on a little long, and the final shot seems to exist just as a final jump scare. I will say I'm very interested to see what you all think. Curious how you took it compared to how fandom did. Uh, Even worse, I think. (laughs) And I'm really looking forward to your reactions and what's to come, giving, I think it's a really good run of episodes. 
I really what's next is a hell of a title. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I really like the way he ends his tweets to us. Is I'm real excited for what's to come. Like it's always just uplifting. It's great. It's welcome to give some excitement for the future, especially when uh, we weren't crazy positive on this one. If the next episode <laughs> is not a banger, oh. I'm gonna be mad. Sam, Sam's gonna be real mad. Oh. I'm actually really excited for the next one, uh, just to see what I think about it. Have you not seen it? No, I have, but it's been, you know, a year and a half. Oh. And I've I've been doing this bullshit for three years, so maybe I'm bitter and angry. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's a big fan of Tesla, so historical piece is welcome here. What? How do you know it's a historical one? <gasps> I don't. I could be wrong. Who knows? Who's Tesla? <laughs> no, never um, heard of the guy. Oh yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that last week on the podcast. <laughs> um, something Ollie said made me want it, or made me want to talk about it. Um, the very, very beginning in the TARDIS, when you know Graham's bringing up the idea of a vacation, and then Yaz says, "Oh yeah, maybe you can lighten up your mood or something to the Doctor verbatim," and the Doctor says, "My mood is fine," and then Graham goes, "Oh, well, that's you told off then." So we, we do see this kind of divide that we've been talking about for the last season and a half like between the companions and the doctor and now that the doctor has like this trauma that's happened it seems to be getting worse yeah that was now you talk about it that was a really fun moment i thought like in the doctor was like just deadpan she wasn't even like funny about her or anything she was like i don't have a mood it's like oh shit <laughs> there was a nerve <laughs> I really thought Bella was banging. Yeah, I was going to bring up Bella. Yeah. Bella's definitely banging, right? For sure. I think it's been such a time now that we need to re-up our criteria to qualify for banging. Because well, how yeah, is she banging? I don't think she's banging. Because she's absolutely out of her fucking gourd. And I think that is not banging. That's... So Missy's so not bad. Missy, yeah. yeah. I thought Missy we were going to be like superficial and just go by appearance here. No, it's not superficial. No, no. You <laughs> got you, but... <laughs> you got to command the area you're in, and I felt like she did that. She Bangitude do. equals fuckitude, and I don't think she did. I, I'm with Jill. I don't think she oh, was banging. She got charmed by Ryan, who's half a person. <laughs> I, I think the Ryan part is what throw, threw it off, because it was like a weird, like, childish sort of flirting. Like, it wasn't like, they're going to go bang yeah. right now, pull the curtains. Oh, that's true. If your flirting starts with sucking thumbs, then, yeah, yeah. it's probably not mm. going to last. Yeah, it wasn't right. But that whole first interaction ended with, oh, I'm not trying to talk you up. And she's like, oh, too bad. And then she, like, smiles at him. Like, they're going to fuck. <laughs> I don't think they are. They're going to just suck each other's thumbs. <laughs> hey, I mean, whatever I happened to. It's, now, the way you say it, it's kind of hot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Easy, but no. guys. But also, she's got, the, she's got the nose piercing with the door knocker, and then her hairdo was baller, like... Yeah, and, and like her jacket. clothes, oh. yeah. Oh man, she was she was Again, banging. Attractiveness does not bang and make. Hey, it it doesn't make, but it definitely adds. Like it's part of the equation. I don't know, man. We were introduced to her hiding under a table, sucking her thumb. 
Who was the last person that we all agreed was banging? Like, Clara? the most recent. Probably. Clara. That was so long ago. There, there was no banging from last season. Do I you think remember very, last season? Or nobody had Bill's season? We, like, you, rarely bring up... I mean, Bill. Banging. Yeah. Well, I'm, I made an argument for Bill, but I was fought. I think I think Bill lost that argument, but do we include the what? doctor? Like the doctor's always banging. Mm, no, the doctor. no, doctor's never banging. No, I, doctor's an asexual being unless it's David Tennant. Capaldi riding in on a tank, playing guitar with his glasses on at night. Like Ooh. that's bangitude. That was like the doctor pretending to be banging. It's like. Mm, I don't know. Young young women who like wear too much makeup and dress slutty because they're like dressing like they think a woman is supposed to. That's what the doctor is doing. I kind of <laughs> think Grace be banging. Grace commands. I ain't against it. For sure. But she's as close as and I get. She's definitely she's definitely like the boss of that family. That's true. So we say Mithy, but also the master in this season, I would say, is oh, also oh, banging. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Yeah. He's so fucking yeah. good. Agreed. That's kind of the definition. Can I make one more suggestion? No. Sonia, Yaz's sister? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. But the grandma, no. though. <laughs> absolutely not. Grandma. Oh, grandma was uh, banging. Nadia, no. Young grandma Nadia. or old grandma? <laughs> Hey, she's either banging or she isn't. Her age does not matter. Yeah, but she did. She, she No, Grace we is banging saw, as a grandma. What like, we saw as young grandma was banging. For sure. All we saw but if, when if she was old was if just If she's banging when she's 19, then she's banging sure, when she's 80. Yeah, That's how I it w- works. I would grant that, but I wouldn't give it to her on first scene with her. Like, we'd have to see her in action. And we did. So then, yeah, she's banging. Yeah. I don't know. The first thing she did was shit on one of her grandchildren. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> she gets my vote. <laughs> All right. So the most recent person is Umbreen. Oh, Umbreen. <laughs> Who? No, it's O. He's oh, in the last it's episode. O. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, not O, okay, but well, the, the master. The one from the one from season eleven. If we just get to pick one person from season eleven, nah, it's Grace Umbreen. is way more banging. I don't know. She fell off a crane like a chump. <laughs> See, and um, I, Umbreen wouldn't have fallen. <laughs> Yaz has bangitude potential, but they just don't write scripts for her. It's so annoying. True. I'm not going to disagree with you about Yaz. I kind of tend to say we shouldn't really pick the main cast, but Yaz has like that stoicism, like that silent killer thing where it's like if she was played by a man she would be like the bodyguard of the group but because she's a woman we're just like oh she doesn't ever get to say anything (laughs) but like she is kind of the muscle of the team which is kind of hot she like runs her family like when she's there she's like the person they all turn to well now when she's there she's just the one who's bitching about everything everybody does yeah because they're all doing it wrong yeah She's just a complainer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like she does take charge of situations. Uh, I mean, in this episode, yes, she grabbed a hose. But at the same time, um, she also ran up to the doctor and was showing information of, hey, there's a giant wall or a dome around the area, even though they just found out. But like she did her own 
dirty work and research into it and like found this out so it's not like she's just standing there waiting to serve I feel, tea i feel like you're just searching for things now well, like, no. oh, oh even in th- that one time she opened that jar all by herself <laughs> she didn't have to get anybody to do well, it okay all right never mind <laughs> boo yes fucking right boo yes uh yeah well that was fun um james courtney at jay courtney says mr jay courtney sorry Says, Benny, Benny, Benny. My God, this episode is a mess. Where to start? Well, I feel sorry for Ed Heim, as fandom has for some reason blamed him for all this episode's woes. I'm guessing because he wrote it. Uh, (laughs) No, James explains more here. This story was the first one that came up in the Series 11 writer's room. During its long development, they continued to add lots of different bits, and I think it completely loses its cohesion thanks to that. But the writing is the least of the issues. Whilst the NMD crowd screamed chaos in Cardiff to mean that everyone was fired, it has become clear that they definitely had some issues during production on this one. Both the editing and direction of the episode are atrocious. There's just too many clunky moments. For instance, when the bus stops in the wilderness, scenes seem to be... or they seem to be messing with Benny. They make everything about his death comical, which is unfortunate. Since broadcast, it has come to light that they didn't have the costumes of the dregs when they were shooting. If you look carefully, it is rare for all the cast to be in a shot with the dregs. Whilst their design is good, they're shot poorly. They would be much more impactful if they were obfuscated and in the dark more. I kind of brought that up with the whole alien thing. Talking of design, what on earth were they thinking with hyphen with a three? There are problems <laughs> with the script, though, sorry, Ed, you may not have caused all the problems, but you aren't getting away scot-free. The surprise of the barren wasteland is, in fact, Siberia falls flat. Shift on. shift on. Guess what Siberia currently is? There are, too- <laughs> there are too many characters in this episode, so none of their motivations work properly. The mother-daughter stuff makes no sense whatsoever. Chris Eccleson has been giving interviews lately about Doctor Who. One of the things he says is he likes that the show doesn't soapbox and patronize to its audience well it did exactly that at the end of this episode yes climate change is an important issue but this is never how you change people's minds about it even arachnids in the uk got its environment message across with more subtlety there is one other reason i do not like this episode but we'll get to that in a few weeks all in all this episode is definitely in my bottom 10 of all time on the bright side, the next six episodes are better. Hmm. Nice. Why would we get That's to it in to a few weeks? That's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. Story arc. <laughs> nah, I have no fucking idea what he's talking about. Oh. Also, did Hyphen to anybody else not look like that? Uh, what, I think his name was Barf in Spaceballs. Yes. It was Barf. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's like they literally. I'm sure if you go back to 2020 or January 2020 Twitter, you will find many side by side pictures. <laughs> okay, because they're the same. <laughs> I have to say, with all of the hate of this episode, I still like finished the episode, which I didn't really love, and is like hard to stay like committed to. It's like, well, it was still better than last season. So <laughs> I don't think I knew how much I hated last season until yes, starting still. this season. So true. You know, if you exist primarily on Doctor Who Twitter like I do, you will find a lot of people who say season 11 is their favorite season. I don't believe in gatekeeping, but those people and I 
won't get along. <laughs> so, so be be the best Doctor Who fan you want to be. Like season eleven all you want. Um, just you know, we're not going to go fishing, mainly because I hate fishing. <laughs> and they probably love it. Yeah, because they're fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I love fishing, but not for the point of fishing. I love sitting in the sun and drinking beer. And I love Hell water, yeah. like the sound of water. Hell yeah. I don't care if there's fish or not. <laughs> I think you hit a note with your husband. Hell yeah. I I really like fishing for about 90 minutes. I don't like any part of the fish part of it. Oh, I, mar- I married this. I'm so happy. <laughs> Let's just get a boat and sit on the water. <laughs> yes. Terry. Sorry, I just heard pontoon and I really like that idea. Are you just going to name something else you like from the episode? Because we don't like anything from this episode, oh, Terry. Sorry. We don't need any of that shit. No, um, <laughs> I was just, they brought up Siberia. And once I found out that it was a Russian subway, my brain could only think that all the dregs were Russians. And it's like, ah, this is what happens when they run out of vodka. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Once again, Terry must interrupt everyone to completely shit on a group of people. <laughs> no, Terry loves Russian culture and music. I I've do. Seen I it. do. <laughs> so he he just wants the dregs to dance around doing his Russian songs. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more Polish than Russian. The shit he listens to. No, no, oh, is it? It's it's a Russian. I have no group. Idea. It's like po- Russian polka. Okay, since we're shitting on things, I have one thing to shit <laughs> yes. on for sure. <laughs> The cat lady, I don't remember what that species is or if we even know, but I think we've seen uh, it before. Hyphen with a three. Oh, really? Give her some respect. That is was... that the whole species? No, that was her name. That's oh, her okay. name. What's That's this? her name. We've seen them before though, right? No. We've seen like no. cat-like people. We've seen the cat nurses, but I don't think it's the same hmm. species. Okay, I thought they no, were the same. this is more like a dog person or a fox person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of getting it's a panda out of her too. The makeup slash costume on her was awful. I think the costume worked, but her makeup, like that it lip part, so was bad. bad. If they would have given I, her a prosthetic, then it would have read better. Yeah, I asked Alex, I'm like, is this a species or a really bad, like, makeup thing that they just, you know, like, or a character? Yeah, Jill's like, like for the is, tranquility this, spot. is this a human dressed up like this or is this a species? And I was like, that's a species. <laughs> that <laughs> no. sucked. LVP. I named it right there and I'm holding to <laughs> it. That's the LVP. Whoever did that. I like it. When your costume is basically the exact same as what can be found in a spoof film, you done didn't do as expected. And if they weren't going to zoom in, maybe it's fine, but they would zoom in on her face. Like, it was terrible. You didn't like her painted on nose? No. And the stripes were so bad, and they weren't even, like, clean lines. It was just real bad. Ah, it just came up as a link. Boo. What were you trying to link? A picture of her next to Barf. That's actually what I needed in my life. Try again. Oh, wait. Oh, I'll just yeah. click on it. It's yeah. fine. Just just click. She looks yeah. like the crazy aunt of Barf. That literally same same person. Same energy, too. <laughs> so I think my my biggest problem with this is that in... Like, once they leave the bus, I found it really hard to 
concentrate on the on the episode. I was my attention was wandering a lot. I've started keeping track of what time I not off the first time, and this one was seventeen minutes and fifty seven seconds. Yep, that's right about the perfect time. Like if you had asked me to guess, that's what I would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> to the second. But if well, if I just ran the episode and then paused it, and I was like, here, it would have been seventeen minutes and thirty eight seconds, or whatever you said. I. I kind I want it to be a horror story, which, you know, the stuff James is saying about the costumes not being ready. And so, like, you'll, you'd almost never see a character with a drag in the same shot. And if you do, it's probably a pickup shot from later. Um, but in the beginning, where um, people in the hotel are being dragged away, or there's, like, quick little shots, and you see, like, a drag's face, and then some you know, shadows and all that. That was really cool. And the episode could have been that. And especially if you're kind of forced because you don't have a proper drag costume, I think you could have made something really cool out of it. And instead they decided, well, what we should do is put everyone in a bus (laughs) and just drive around Siberia for a while. Alex, please give me that fun fact theme song. Fun facts. Uh, Laura Fraser played Kane. She was also 18-year-old Jake's crush from the movie A Night's Tale. I wrote down she looks very familiar. Is it actually The Night's Tale? The only thing you would have seen. And it's A Night's Tale, not The Night's Tale. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, this was Spencer Wilding's last Doctor Who so far. Um, he was the main drag... He's also, he was also Skaldak in Cold War, the Wooden King in the Doctor of the Widow in the Wardrobe, and the Creature in the God Complex. He's also been Darth Vader in Rogue One, a guard in Guardians of the Galaxy, a knight in Harry Potter, a werewolf creature actor in Prisoner of Azkaban, a White Walker in Game of Thrones, and a League of Shadows warrior in Batman Begins. He's in all the stuff we like. On that note, it seems like it's been a while since we heard about our, our, our homeboy, Paul Casey? Yeah, so a while back I decided I'm only going to bring those people up, like the stunt people and the monster people, when it's their last episode. Ah, is Paul Casey still around? I think so. Oh, good. So so when I get to the last one aired, I'll just have like 20 stunt people to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) You're all fired. Or like the last Cyberman story we ever get. I'll be like, here's 19 people who've been Cybermen a hundred times. Alex, give me that MVP theme song. MVP. MVP. Yep. MVP. Alex, who's your MVP? Uh, shit. Man... I'm going to give it to set design and like the people that imagined the space they were in, like the dome and then the outside of the dome and like (laughs) how that looks. I think that was great. As a large group of people. Yep. Yep. They're all, they're all MVPs in my heart. Jill, who you got? I was also thinking set related and or just camera work. So director. But is it? I mean, the camera work, uh, right? 
Okay. As long as it's not the writer, that's fine with me. The director. <laughs> so, the writer, Ed Heim, the other one he wrote was It Takes You Away, which is the one with the blind girl and the mirror universe from last season. So that's where the horror bits come from. But also, I had a lot of the same problems with that one that I had with this one, which is like, there's three pretty good ideas that are all kind of crammed together and none of them really explored as much as I would have preferred. Dude tried to shoot his loads too fast. Like, just just focus on one. But again, as James was saying, written by a writer's room, kind of just handed off to Edheim to be like, here, make some sense out of this jumbled mess of shit. <laughs> uh, Cody, who's your MVP? I think my MVP is Graham. Just because dude's got great jokes. And he was just on point. He's got good comedic timing. And he was present. And I love Graham. Sam? Bella the Thumbsucker. Yeah. <laughs> that was her vampire superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed having her on this episode. Also, actual full name. Trixabelle. <laughs> She changed her name actually after her mom left. Is it <laughs> is it Bella or Belle? I think it was Bella. Is it, Bella. it it's Trixabella? It, well, she was trying to like get away from Trixabella. Oh, it was Trixabella. She and wasn't it very... was Bella. Okay, got it. Yeah, she she wasn't very inventive. Got it. You you think her mom would have picked up on it <laughs> if she left when she was like eight? Like she's <laughs> right? she's got to kind of still look the right? same. That, yeah, let's not get back into it. But yeah. Terry? I am going with, uh, I believe it's, I don't know, I'm making this up, but Javier Aliaga. He is the Greg or the Dreg designer. I just really loved how they looked, and it turned out a guy designed him. And I looked him up on IMDb, and he's also done work on the Justice League, Alien Covenant, and Pan's Labyrinth. Wow, nice. Terry gets the Overachiever Award of the day. So, you fucking nerds love Pan's Labyrinth. I want to give the Married to Who MVP to Terry because he always looks up his MVP person. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. He had day off. He we'll, wasn't doing we'll shit. We'll teach Terry to make Jake do the work. He almost looked it up something. Would Terry lose your MVP if I told you he watched like 17 episodes of Elementary today? Yes. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's a TV show. No one should. Yeah, it's a TV show with. Oh, what's her name? Lucy Liu. The Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. That's right. And, and the boy from Hackers. Yep. And there, it's a modern day Sherlock Holmes story. Would it freak you out to know that they did? There's seven seasons of that show. Holy shit! Really? Right. That's oh so my god. Twenty. 22 episodes a season people gotta love it then right i like garbage no, old, tv i might need to check it old out people just turn on cbs and leave it on all day long wow. and they're the only people that have nielsen boxes hey so like all those csis and ncis's have like crazy high numbers because they never change the channel from cbs all the more power to them they're making money they're making a show <laughs> good fucking job oh i'm glad lucy lou got a payday don't get me wrong yeah I mean, Charlie's Angels wasn't enough. <laughs> she was the best part of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> I'm a big X versus Sever fan. 
<laughs> oh, what? you're gonna have to explain that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie called Ballistic X versus Sever, which is two assassins, one played by Lucy Liu, one played by Antonio Banderas, and it's <laughs> the worst movie ever. <laughs> and I saw it in the theater. Oh man. <laughs> like what why would you have a title colon and a subtitle for the first of a movie like it's not like it's part two or something it's not <laughs> like there was a ballistic and then this was ballistic x versus sever that's just the name of the movie something 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 in how i learned to love the bomb <laughs> uh it's dr strangelove and that or how I learned to love the bomb there, and something something. There's an ask. There's a colon in there somewhere. You know, yeah, just yeah. yeah that's that's bad. But that's that was thing done for comedy. True. True. For giggles. True. My MVP is Tosin Cole. He's got the jokes. He's got some swag. He. uh... I'm going to edit out all the stuff people are saying around me. (laughs) (laughs) So we all just disagree. We can keep talking. He'll Uh, just mute us. That's true. Yeah. Happens all the time. Terry's not actually in any of these podcasts. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Tosa Cole. Alex, keep doing what you're doing. It is now time for everyone's favorite podcast game, the pub quiz in which these married split up into teams and take on Terry for who's the best team. I have one, I have two questions for you this week. The first one is, there's a character named Benny in this very episode. He has a partner he was trying to propose to. What is that partner's name? Uh... Go into your groups or your your rooms. It starts with a V. That's all I know. I should know because I just listened to their brother's podcast and they said it in there. Oh, well, shit. Um, You can do it. You can do it. Damn. All I can think of is Valerie and that's not it. This next one is one that has multiple answers and you get a point for every answer and you will get five minutes to separate into your teams and answer this question. Let me get my timer ready. In the episodes you guys have seen, there have been 36 real life historical figures. I've written down 20 of them because the rest are impossible. You have five minutes. Name as many real-life historical figures that have been in an episode of Doctor Who that you've seen. Your time starts now. Hitler. Hitler. Donald Trump. Time is up. (laughs) So I'll go through the 20 I have. If you have that one that I say, just say, I got that, and then give yourself a point. And then if you have any that I didn't write down, we'll talk about it. Cool. Okay. Uh, First... What's Benny's lover's name? Starts with a V. It does. Ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have no idea, and I said Patrice. (laughs) (laughs) I just know it starts with a V, and I could not think of it. The the Vindicator. Damn. Did you have that, Jill? No, we didn't write it down. She just thought of it. But as soon as you said it starts with a V, I knew. So it doesn't count. Okay. Then I'm going to give both Sam and Jill half a point. I'm really sad that I didn't get that because I love that name. 
So if anyone ties Terry, Terry loses. Thanks. <laughs> okay, first we have Elizabeth the First. Got it. From uh, the Shakespeare episode. Shit. No. What if we just wrote Elizabeth? Well, there's two different Queen Elizabeths on the show. Yeah. What was the next one? What's the other Elizabeth? Elizabeth the second. There's only Damn been two. It. I said the Elizabeth third. Elizabeth the second is the current one. <laughs> I told one. you it. to just put Queen Elizabeth. Oh, I said the third. That's bullshit. All right. No points for just Queen Elizabeth. Lame. No, You're lame. No points That's for lame. us. But in the episode where we see Queen Elizabeth, that episode's called The Shakespeare Code. We do have William Shakespeare. If you put yeah. Queen Elizabeth, that's basically Queen Elizabeth the first. <laughs> Boom. At the you time of naming. That's some logic I cannot ignore. <laughs> <laughs> Points for anyone who wrote down Queen nice. Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, Charles Dickens. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Anybody? Yeah. yeah. Winston Churchill? Yep. Yeah. No. <laughs> he was in like 17 episodes. Sam's favorite, Vincent Van Gogh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cody got that uh-huh. one. Nice. How about former President Richard Nixon? Yes. Yes. I said there had to be a Ooh, president. Fuck, nice. you were right, Jill. I didn't even think of that one. God damn it. This one I'd be surprised if anyone had. What about the pirate Henry Avery? No. Nope. Damn. That's a real person? That was a real person. I mean, okay. yeah. In Cody's favorite like, episode. Cody, the black spot you should have <laughs> had that. That's not even, like, of all the pirates, that pirate. <laughs> um, Speaking of British monarchs, Queen Victoria. Yep. Got her. First. Nope. I meant to write nice. that down. I didn't. Fuck. The one and only. Isn't there a Queen Victoria the second? Nope. Boom. Terry's out of the running. 100%. Well, I mean, I put her down twice as first and second, so got her. <laughs> I guess. Um, speaking of people that Dr. Smashed, Madame de Pompadour. Ah, oh, Cody, Ooh. she was real. That's a real person? Yeah. We talked about it endlessly. I made too much fun of her to think of her as a real Be- person. You did. <laughs> you said Madame de Poop. A hundred times in that yeah, podcast. Yeah, I do not remember her name. It's not just a poop. It's Madame de Poompador. You have to say the whole thing. The whole thing oh, matters. Oh, no, you never did. You always just said Madame de Poop. Oh. Go listen to it. It's great. God, I'm trash. Um, and then there's also her real-life lover, King Louis Fifteenth. Oh, yeah, no way. No. Love your booze, King Louis. How about another author, Agatha Christie? Yes. Got her. Yep. Oh, shoot. Yep. Nice. Terry, yep. how did you not have that? I almost put down Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> Gross. Um, how about another president, Barack Obama? Wow. Wait, he was oh, in that's an right. episode? Yeah. Yep. I do not remember shoot. that. Played by an actor in the scene where everyone turns into the master, including... President Barack oh, Obama. Right. Yeah. But did they say he was Barack Obama or was just a black guy? It was just a black guy. That was guy. president, yeah. That was like purposely made to look like uh Barack Obama and was while he was president. Um not a president, but a leader of sorts, Adolf Hitler. Yep. Yay. Yep. Ta-da. Wow, you guys did do good. 
Speaking of queens, how about Nefertiti? Yep. Oh, yeah. Nope. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get that one. Nope. Get the oh, other one in there. Queen. Queen. That Cleopatra, whole episode is of course. probably, yeah, fuck. There was no Cleopatra. Oh. Get out of oh, here. Oh, because it, it, was, it was River. Yeah, it was River, <laughs> River impersonated Cleopatra. Uh, but a queen in her own right. Miss Rosa Parks. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Jesus. Oh, yeah, I got one. one. Damn it. <laughs> and in the same episode, Martin Luther like King Jr. Oh, shit. Left off. Yeah, Martin Luther King oh. Jr. No. And the bus driver. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the people I left off were like the bus driver, um, Rosa Parks' husband, because I knew there's like no chance you guys were yeah. getting those. Um, But. We have very recently had a king, King James I. No. Mm. Nope. Uh, we just had a two-parter with two women of history. Yeah. Ada Lovelace and Nor Eniak Khan. We got Nor. We I said, could... And I said Ada. I was like, oh, Ada. I'll give each you a point for Nor and Ada. Nice. All I right. said the science lady. <laughs> I said Ada, <laughs> computer lady. <laughs> Add up your points. Oh, oh wait, it's not. It's 11. Other ones it's not many. Out there. Oh, sorry. Okay, give me your other one. Sorry. I mean, I just started listing off other smart people that I thought might have been on there. So I said Caesar. You have to uh, name the episode nope. they're in. Okay. Caesar, <laughs> Doctor Who, uh, <laughs> Sigmund Freud, Abraham Lincoln, nope. Neil Armstrong, nope. and Alexander the Great. Nope. What episodes no. are you watching? That's, I don't know. He's just I naming seriously famous brain blocked, and I was like, maybe by chance these characters you know might what? be out there. There is an episode where we both see and hear Neil Armstrong, so I'm going to give you that. Oh, one. Yes. Yes. Cody and I talked about that too. I was like, are there any ones with any astronauts? Because we did a lot of moon stuff. They play the One Small Step for Man video, and they splice in the silence saying, you should kill us all on sight. Oh yeah. oh yeah and that is him doing that yeah yeah it's his foot it's his voice so okay i mean i didn't win but haha clearly i still think you should get a negative point for everyone that you get wrong no boo, that was not said <laughs> yep i'm okay with that yeah i i mean i can spit out a bunch of famous people that right? might have been in doctor who Same. i'm just oh. talking about well possible and way scripts. to almost exclusively name american famous people like yeah they were in doctor who <laughs> all right i we got seven we have 11 damn Ooh. damn you have 11 and a half Ooh. and and Alex and Jill, you have seven and a half, so Terry's last. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Alex, give me that paper crumpled theme song. Anyone doesn't know, the reason I call it a paper crumpling theme song is because I used to write all my notes on paper and I would crumple it up while Alex sang the song and throw it at him. And thank God this you don't do been... that anymore because I've listened to some episodes where you do and it's real obnoxious. It's loud. <laughs> uh, this has been Married to Who's episode on Orphan 55. If you'd like to participate and give us tweets, you can do so. Married to Who pod on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram, Married to Who. You can email us, marriedwho at gmail.com. I'm not going to look at the email, so don't bother. 
If you want to listen to this podcast, you can do so on Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. If you want to listen to like the really old ones, you can do that on our website, MarriedToWho.com. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer, Terry, thank you so much for listening. And please join us next time for Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Do 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 do